We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gents, boys and girls, Friday, March the 31st, 2023. Hope you're all doing well. Chris Phillips here, your host of the Daily Crow of the Spurs Up show. Appreciate you all tuning in. We got a lot to dive into, a lot to discuss. And of course, as always, we are taking your questions, your comments, and your calls as well. 843-790-3377. I see Brendan M., John Edward, my guy G.A., Xavier, Travi, Electric Prods, Todd Smith, Jeremy Wardell, Justin Langford, Travi, what's going on? Also, those in the Big Cock Club Discord, head over to the TDC Questions channel, the TDC Questions channel to be sure your questions are answered there. Again, we have a lot to dive into, a lot to discuss, as again, it is a very, very big game day, as my friend Brennan M. points out. We've got women's basketball in the Final Four tonight. Baseball looks to clinch the series in Starkville, and it's also the final day of March, believe it or not. How about that? The final day of March. I mean, it's just crazy, man. Soak in every single day, truly, guys, because time flies, right? Time flies. We're seeing it this year. We're already what we're going into the fourth. So we're already a quarter of a way, quarter of the way through the 2023 county year. Q1 is officially in the books now. How about that? Uh, anyways, guys, taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. And, of course, as always, TDC brought to you by our friends over at Prize picks. Go down to the Prize Picks app. Go to PrizePicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Guys, you can play anything and everything college sports, pro sports, whatever you can think of. They've got it over at Prize Picks. So many fans and listeners of the show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks. And you should. As well. So again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up show sent you. Guys, really excited to chat with you all here on this Friday. TGIF indeed. Bruin Nation, what's up, my friend? Also, this is a monumental day in the history of. The Spurs Up show, if you will. And I'm sure many of you saw it on social media. Six years ago to the date, episode number one, right? Episode 771. 771 dropped yesterday. Episode one dropped on this day six years ago. 
It's crazy, man. It's wild to think about. Uh, six years ago today, and uh, I posted the clip, and many of you said, who in the world is that guy? Yeah, I barely recognize him either. That was about, uh, that was six years, no beard, and about 60 or 65 pounds ago. So uh, to say the glow up has been real since then, I would argue is putting it very, very, very lightly. And no doubt, my friend, TSUS has come a long way at the time of recording that. Just to give you all some perspective, the time of recording that, March 31st, 2017, it was Armchair South Carolina. I had a co-host, right? That was episode one, of course. South Carolina was in the final four. We were entering year two of the Will Muschamp era. And we had about, I would say the time that dropped, we probably had maybe 50 followers on Twitter. Maybe, maybe 50 followers, literally. We had no Instagram. We had no Facebook. Nothing of the sort. About 50 followers on Twitter. So it's pretty crazy, man, when you keep that perspective. And I mean, that's one of the things truly that, that keeps me going and drives me. And, it, and it's fun to look back. Obviously, you know, I spend so much time being present moment and being in the moment, if you will. But when you take a moment to reflect and look back and, man, it's, it's, it's just really cool. You know, Mark Ryan himself asked me, like, Chris, how did you do it? Like, how do you, how do you keep going early on when you're getting no likes? He specifically said when you're getting no likes, right? When you're getting no retweets, when you're not getting engagement. Because I tell people – all the time. This is the fun part, right? When you're posting content, you're doing live shows and people are tuning in and engaging and you have this open-ended banter that we've created. This is a lot of fun. But in the beginning, when nobody's interacting and you know you just haven't built that platform, you could be putting out great content too, right? I think that's where a lot of people, they get discouraged. They, they craft this content and they get discouraged when they do not get a response that they are expecting, if you will. So, more on that in a second. Let's jump to the phone lines here. And I just got interrupted for a spam call. Beautiful. Love that. Love that. Okay. Anyways, um, no, to the point, though, that, you know, I think people, what happens is early on, you, like, <clears throat> you put expectations on content where and you see other people. What happens is, too, is you compare your day one to people's year fives, year tens, whatever, and so you're like, oh, my clip didn't get 1,000 views. It didn't get 5,000 views. Like, what in the world? And you can fall into that trap of doing that, right? And that's how people get discouraged, whatever. But, you know, I just look back, man. I'm like, what really kept me going? What kept me pushing? Because after six months of grinding, guys, on social media, on Twitter specifically, and doing shows and creating content, we went from 30 followers to just 100. And you all know, if you're on Twitter, you're on social media, you just know that in the grand scheme, in the grand scheme, like 100 followers is nothing. And so I think back, I'm like, what kept me going? And it was just simply perspective, man. And it was simply that no matter if there was one follower or there was 100,000, I had a platform and an entity to express my creativity, to express my opinion, to let my voice be heard, right? I had that yearning and that desire. I needed that. You know what I mean? I needed to have some form of expression. And I loved, loved sports always. I've always loved sports, right? I've always loved sports. So, that was my avenue to express my creativity and, uh, you know, found what I loved and found my passion, became grossly obsessed with it, and here we are six years later. So it's absolutely crazy. It's wild. It's wild. Uh, anyways, guys, we'll get into your questions, your comments. Again, really cool day, though. Six years ago to the date, the podcast was born, and uh, now we sit 771 episodes. Before you know it, we're going to be hitting 1,000. Before you know it, we're going to be hitting 1,000. Pretty crazy. 
Uh, anyways, let's see here. Seven and zero in SEC play, first time in school history. Unreal, unbelievable, man. I, you know, I, I just. What is there to say? I mean, what is there really to say? Do we need to re re roll out the hail to the king shirts? Should we do that? We should have done Kingston Lee twenty three shirts. That those would have been awesome. That those should those would have been awesome. I guess we could still do it, but. We should have rolled those out. Those would have been great. <laughs> those would have been great. Um, yeah, great win last night. You know, listen, a little bit closer down the stretch. I think some of us would have preferred. But, uh, you know, you knew Mississippi State at home was going to battle, man. This is a team that a really proud program and certainly their season and things aren't going the way they want. But, I mean, it's still Mississippi State baseball. They've still got good players. I mean, their starting pitcher last night, guys throwing 96 miles an hour. So, it's Mississippi State, and you can go on the road and win, and you don't need to win 26-3 to to make your point. Just win the ball game and got a, got a chance to clinch tonight with Noah Hall on the bump and their TBA. So I think you're in a pretty good position to get the job done. And then, of course, Jack Mahoney tomorrow. And, I mean, it's crazy to think, man, you can go into next weekend's LSU series at 9-0. and I mean, it's just it's just wild. I mean, you got to take care of business tonight and tomorrow first. But just, just unbelievable, unbelievable what this team is doing. Um, let's see. Brandon says, good morning, Chris. Congrats on the success. Hope it continues for you. What do you think our chances are next weekend against LSU? Going to be a Rowdy Founders. Going to be a Rowdy Founders indeed. Um, I mean, I think we've got a good chance to take two of three. I'm, I'm not going to say it's obviously a guarantee or anything. I think it'll be a great series no matter what. Um, but I think you got a great shot at home especially to take two out of three. Now, listen, you know, battling Paul Skeens is, is going to be very, very tough. There's no question. Going to be very tough. He's, I mean, the dude was sitting 99 to 100 last night. Um you know, it's it's going to be hard. I mean, there's no question. I, I just wonder on the pitching side of things what they do uh, in that game one spot. You know, do they do they go Eli Jones? Does Will Sanders slide back in? You know, Mark Kingston spoke on it last night and said that he actually could come out of the bullpen this weekend, but they felt like with the short week, this was a great opportunity for Will to reset mentally, reset physically. Uh, again, just get recalibrated, if you will. So, I doubt he pitches all weekend. I, I just – I don't think he pitches all weekend. I, I'd be surprised. Um, but I just wonder, what do you do? Like, you're going to have to have someone pitch phenomenally to beat Paul Skeen. Like, it's probably not going to be an 8-7 to seven game, right? It's probably going to be a 3-2 game at most. So, you're going to have to go toe-to-toe with him. But, I mean, I think LSU, listen, they're a great ball club. Those are the teams you want to play. Like, you want to play LSU. And you got them on your home field. You couldn't ask for much more than that. So it's going to be a great weekend. Obviously, again, this weekend's still going on. You got UNC on Tuesday night. But, uh, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun. going to be a lot of fun for sure. Let's see here. Uh, Lynn Turner, Kingston having a banner year. Monty Lee has proven me wrong, and I'm so glad Wingo's on staff. Yard Cox to the moon, indeed. Um, Browdy Rooster 75 in the Discord. What do you think's going on with Wimmer? How can he get out of the hitting slump from yesterday? I just keep swinging it, Rowdy Roosh. That's it. That's it. I mean, listen, he had a bad game yesterday, and he's he's had a he's in a bit of a slump. But they they all go through slumps, man. So, I, I believe Braylon Wimmer. He's an older veteran guy too, Rowdy Rooster. He's an older veteran guy. You you, you trust that Braylon Wimmer's going to get it going? You know what I mean? He he's gone through slumps in his career, and he's gotten out of them every single time. So, I don't really worry about Braylon Wimmer, Rowdy Rooster. I I, I think that uh, you know he could go four for four tonight. You know what I mean? You never know. It's baseball's a crazy game. Just keep swinging it. Out there, he's one of your best guys. I, I most certainly. How about Todd Smith? Thank you, Todd, for the super chat. How about that? Thank you, Todd Smith, for the super chat. 
you guys want to support the podcast, support the content, support the show, support everything we do, and you're on YouTube, you can do so. Super chat, super stickers. Thank you, Todd Smith. You're the man. I really do truly appreciate that. Um, Rowdy Rooster, your hat is spectacular. <laughs> Thank you. This one's cool. My guy, B2ATL. I always get comments on this hat, but I mean, why not? Look at it. This side. Yeah, you got the C back there. It's incredible. This is, an, this, is, this is an incredible lid. I mean, truly, this is an incredible lid. I will say I probably should wear it more often, to be honest with you. Super dope vintage lid. Um, Let's see. Anyways, though. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's one of those things. Wimmer will get it going. You trust that a veteran guy will get it going. My guy, GA, asked how was downtown last night. It was solid. It was solid, GA. I think that, uh, you know, it wasn't our biggest crowd downtown Greenville, and I think because of just how many events we're throwing downtown. I actually had a guy tell me last night that, you know, he ran into a Gamecock fan that was like, yeah, I was thinking about going to the TSUS thing tonight, but I'm actually going to save it and go to Woodruff Road tomorrow for the for the Final Four. So I think we're just throwing a lot of events uh, in the upstate right now, which is a good thing, but also the scarcity is what makes these events, you know, really fun to to come out to and makes people want to come to. So, uh, the guys, again, I think I told you yesterday, but the plan now, it's official. It's officially official. The plan now, when, if and when South Carolina wins tonight, the watch party for the national championship, I know I said Woodruff Road, it will actually now be in Columbia on Sunday. So we will have the watch party for the national title in Columbia on Sunday at the Harbison location. Carolina Alehouse, really excited. Looking forward to it. Going to be a lot of fun. I hope all my Cola Gamecocks will come out for that. Bruin Nation. Now, here's a really intriguing question. If Dawn wins this championship this weekend, that gives her three. Does that give her the throne over Ray Tanner and Bruin Nation. This is a fascinating question. I think it's a fantastic question, first off. It is a very, it's an awesome thing to debate because I think there is a debate. I'm going to wait till next week. Bruin Nation, bring this up again Monday after we've won the national title because I hate to get this conversation going beforehand, right, and count the chickens before they hatch, no pun intended type deal. But I think it's a great combo because I think there's a debate to be had there for multiple reasons, which I'll tell you all of next week. And I'd also love to run like a poll on Monday, get people's opinions on it. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't, let me just put it to you this way, Bruin Nation. I don't think it's as simple as, well, you have more national titles, therefore you have the throne over Ray Tanner. I don't, uh, I don't think it's that simple. Ranger Ryan, how many other SEC teams have bullpens that rival ours? Not Many, my friend, not many. Um, let's see. Justin Lanker, what's up? Jeremy, Ward Jeremy Wardell just says no. Brandon Coon, by April 11th, we should have Cam Pringle, Josiah Thompson, and Blake Franks committed. Yeah, Blake Franks has moved his announcement to tonight about 6.30, 6.45, something like that. Um, yeah, so I think we will get in, though. I think we will get in. Justin Langford, hell yeah, Dawn should be the AD and Ray should go back to the dugout, my guy. Uh, no, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, Justin, listen, if, if Ray wanted to be in the dugout, he'd be in the dugout. <clears throat> and they're, they're not, they're not going to force him to go back to the dugout. And maybe let's not make coaches athletic directors anymore. How about that? I, I'm out on the whole Dawn Staley as AD thing. I, I, I love Dawn Staley. I'm appreciative of Dawn Staley. I'm grateful for Dawn Staley. Don't want her as my AD. How about get somebody as your AD who has, I don't know, been an AD before? How about that? 
How about that? Yeah, Travi. Uh, Carson Hornung was struck by a pitch in the foot against the Citadel, and he has a fracture in the foot. So, I uh, I don't know. I, I probably wouldn't expect Carson Hornung to be much of a factor in the next couple of weeks. You know, I, I know Kingston was kind of trying to sound optimistic. I wouldn't expect it. So, yeah, Brandon Coon, I, I say Ethan Petrie is the best freshman we've had since Christian Walker. I, I really believe that. He, he's he's And he might be better. And that's crazy to say because I love Christian Walker, friend of the show, by the way. Three straight College World Series. I mean, he hit like 330 in his career, right, over his three-year career. But what Petrie's doing right now? I mean, he's hit like 460, right? So we'll see where the numbers where the numbers sit at the end of the season. But, I mean, he's incredible. Ethan Petrie is phenomenal. <clears throat> Let's see. Anyways, guys, 843-790-3377. here on this Friday. TGIF indeed. Guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Grateful for each and every single one of you. Excited for tonight, this weekend. A huge weekend for the Gamecocks, for TSUS. Um, everything in between. So, <clears throat> how about Michael Braswell? Yeah. I mean, guys, we had said that, uh, you know, I, I thought he'd get a shot, should get a shot, and <laughs> lo and behold, he gets a shot, and look what happens. So, look what happens. <clears throat> Let's see. Bruin Nation says, Brad Edwards or Chance Miller will be our next AD. Why not? I, I mean, dude, I'd, I'd love to see Brad Edwards come back. Chris Miller, honest question. Are we an attractive enough athletic program to get a big-name experienced AD when Ray Tanner decides to hang it up? Chris Miller, let me flip the question on you. Why would South Carolina not be? What makes the Gamecocks not attractive enough? What, what makes South Carolina not an attractive destination, Chris Miller? Like, what... what what I don't understand what you can hold against the University of South Carolina in regards to like that that argument you just made. So, my guy T Dubs, what's up, Trip? Yeah, I saw your text. My guy I was going to text you after the show. Um, congrats to you and Jess. I will give you a text after the show, obviously. But uh, no, I appreciate you, my friend. It's pretty wild. Yeah, Trip Trip Warwick, who just commented. And there's a couple people who have been there since the very, very, very jump. I'm talking about episode one before that, before TSUS ever existed. Uh, so they've seen the journey. I mean, again, there's there's a couple of people, a few people, family, close, close friends who have seen it since day one. And uh, what a journey. What a journey it has been, truly. I mean, it's, you know, for those people, man, the, the perspective that we all have is is great. And it's uh it's almost kind of one of those things that makes you laugh when we sit and think that this thing actually worked out and has happened. And, uh, you know, I mean, there's, I'll tell you this guys, <coughs> you know, people ask for, <coughs> excuse me, guys, people ask for like best piece of advice and stuff like that. And I would tell you this, there's really no secret to, and I, and I, I'll just speak for, I, I'll just speak to, my expertise, which is content, which is sports, which is building an entity, right? There really is no secret to it, right? 
like anybody, if you were to start a podcast or, or start your own brand new entity on social media, whether it be Gamecocks or something else, and you were to ask me, how do I do it? How do you, how do I get to your point, right? Or, or whatever. There's no secret. Like you've just got to be willing to be, create the best content possible. Keep an open mind. Accept feedback and be willing to implement feedback. Don't think you have it all figured out. Don't think you're right. Remove the ego of being right. And be willing to be consistent for, I'd say, at minimum, a three to four year period. At minimum. At minimum, right? You have to. You just have to. It's it's not something where, like, I'm just going to blow up within six months. It's just not going to happen. Social media is a slow grind. Because we, when you think about it, what you're doing is you are building trust within an audience, right? You know, at one point, I wasn't viewed and TSUS wasn't looked at as, as the go-to entity for the Gamecocks. That's something you earn. It's not given to you. You earn that over time. Because... Anybody can put out one good piece of content. Anybody can put out two good pieces of content, right? And these people are probably seeing that content, right? So they see one piece of content. Oh, that's cool. They're not going to follow off that first jump. Some people will, but not everybody will. Then they see another. Then they see another. Then they see another. You build up sweat equity, right? And then at some point, it's a year in, and they're like, damn, I see this dude's stuff all the time. I'm going to follow. He's really out here. Right. And you just keep doing that. Like you, you build up, you build up good, good, goodwill, if you will, with people. I, there's a word that I cannot find right now for whatever reason, but you build up your brand and entity and, and your portfolio, if you will. And, and, and at some point, you know, you, you, you look up and you've built an entire brand and entity. So, anyways, anyways, it, it's a cool thing, but it's a journey. There's no question. It's, it's, it's a freaking journey, man. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. I mean, I, I did it for two and a half years before I ever moved to Columbia to pursue it full time. And I would I would really say, yeah, I mean, it, it, it took three, three and a half years to see any sort of a turn of profit of the business. I mean, it really did. So if you want to be an entrepreneur, and, and that again, that's been my greatest advantage. One of my greatest advantages with TSUS is that there's a lot of people who want to start a podcast. There's a lot of people who want to be looked at as some big deal on social media, whatever big deal on social media. But I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. You know what I mean? And so, like, I always had the business savvy and always thought with the business mind and and uh, looked at things through monetization. You know, you can't be a business to do it full time if you're not monetized. That's something that a lot of lot of people don't seem to grasp at times. You got to be able to monetize it. So, being able to look at it through the entrepreneurial scope. Is something that I think has given me an advantage as well and something I've been able to implement. I, I like, like, I tell people, I love the content side. I love the Gamecocks, but I also love business. You know what I mean? <clears throat> I love being a business owner. I love being an entrepreneur. And, you know, some people can scoff at that or whatever, but you know what? You're not signing my checks. So I don't really give a damn. So um, you got to have that. You have to have that side. And if you don't have that side, you got to have somebody in your corner or on your team that can handle that side. Because if you can't, if you, if you don't handle that side, Guess what? You're not gonna be able to get out of your break out of the mold you're in and do it full time. You know what I mean? You're not gonna be able to change your life. So, um, Rowdy Rooster said, "Dude, your words are true. I never had an interest in following, but after seeing your stuff so much, I gave it a try. One of the best decisions I ever made. I appreciate you, my friend. You're you're the man. I appreciate you." Uh, Brennan wants to point out that we got screwed over by COVID in 2020 and by the refs in 2021. 
We should have four titles right now with three in a row. Well, Brendan, I'll give you the COVID year. You can't really use 2021. I, I mean, listen, bad calls happen. Refs happen. Have we benefited from bad calls here and there? You, 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 you can't say, you can't put an asterisk by 2021 and say, well, we should have won. I mean, I, but I'll give you 2020. I'll give you 2020. <clears throat> and I, I know 2021, the whole, st- what was it, Stanford, right? That call. But I can't give you 2020. I can't do it. Babes and waves, you're the man. I appreciate you tuning in. Jacob Easton, I thought that was a strike on Messina before we hit the bomb. I also thought it was a strike on the Mississippi State hitter before their bomb. Funny how it all works. Yeah, I mean, I I, I, I agree with you, Jacob. I thought that was, <laughs> I mean, that was a fortunate call. But again, hey, it's it's those it's those calls, those tiny moments that make up that make up um, you know make up the game. And can you take advantage? And sure enough, we did. Brendan them says you act like I'm the only one that says that. Well, Brendan, I don't care if you say it or if everybody says it. I mean, I, you can't put an asterisk by 2021 and say that we should have won. We didn't. I mean, we just didn't. So I mean, I, I don't know. I could just asterisk you to death, Brendan. If this happens, that I mean, it's like you said. If you if you if you take away games two through. 13 is Zeb Nolan, blah, 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 blah. Like you didn't like my, you didn't like my hypotheticals and my asterisks when I was talking about Spencer Rattler. So I'm not giving you the asterisk for women's basketball. And that is that. So we, you can't get into the, the hypothetical asterisk game in sports. You just can't do it. You can't do it because you'll be arguing nonsense forever if you do that. Ethan, who had the greatest freshman year of baseball ever? Petri in 23, Walker in 10, JBJ in 09, or Smoke. In 06, admittedly, I'd have to look up what Smoke and JBJ did because I don't necessarily recall, but Petri's most certainly up there. I mean, he's having one of the greatest freshman seasons we've ever seen a freshman have at South Carolina. Let's shut the phone up. Skyler, what's up, man? How are you? Good. What a, what a, what a way to win a very weird ball game last night. Yeah, that was a crazy game. Um, you know, State gave you a fight, but, yeah, definitely feels good to win that game one. Man, I, I just when you look at the bases loaded the first two innings, and you start getting bad, bad vibes, and and just and then you still find a way to scrap it out. That's all that matters. Yeah, I mean, I I, I thought that uh, you know I wasn't surprised. I mean, listen, Mississippi State at home, they're desperate as hell. They're, they're desperate as hell to to break that losing streak they have. Now you kind of wonder how does State respond after you know now they're TBA on the bump and I don't know man but is is there is their will is their will going to be broken you know I, I don't know I don't know I, I think the Gamecocks probably should be able to take advantage though again State's got such issues on the mound that uh, wouldn't be surprised if South Carolina won this one big tonight head coach is suspended too oh head coach is sus- I forgot about that Lamonis is suspended I think that last night was just uh a show to try to fire up the Falcons team and maybe yeah. give the fans a little hope that he does care in the dugout. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think – don't know, I'm sure you know, they hate Lamonis down there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I tweeted something about Lamonis and his and his job status and some slapdick Gamecock fans thought I was crazy. And I was just saying that. I, I, I'm not saying he should be fired, but their fan base is done with him. So, I mean, oh, yeah. I, think he, I think he knows him. I think he knows his seat is scorching right now. So yeah. They absolutely hate But, and, you know, Mississippi State, they, they've been hurt the past two seasons. He hasn't had the best luck either. So. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. It's a really good point. But, you know, I, I like playing on Thursday night, so I call in on Friday. I mean, we're 7-0. We have a chance to be 9-0. 
I'm just curious of when we see Sanders or if we see Sanders. Yeah. Yeah, Kingston spoke on it last night. I don't know if uh, – I'm sure you – I did not hear it. Yeah, so I, I'll pull it up really quickly while I've got you on the line. So, Kingston, um, he did speak on it. Of course, he was asked about it in the post game, But uh, this is what he had to say in regards to giving Sanders the weekend off. They wanted to give him a, quote, mental and physical break. Kingston said, quote, it was a short week. With Will, we decided the best thing for him might be a slight reset on a short week. It's a chance to get a mental break, a physical break, and to take a step back to take three or four forward. He may be used this weekend out of the bullpen, but I thought this was a good time because of the short week that he could get a little reset. So that's what he said. I would be surprised he pitches this weekend. I mean, if you really want to give him a true reset, I, I say just give him the whole weekend off. Like, why not? I'm curious, does he start next, next Thursday night? I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, my friend. I mean, again, you're you're asking somebody that I don't think I would have ever done made the move. But again, I'm not I'm not I'm not the head baseball coach, right? I'm I'm not the head coach. I understand he wasn't throwing well, nine earned runs in ten and a third innings pitch in SEC play. But you know, you're right. Now you kind of sit here and I mean, do you go Eli Jones? Do you slide Noah Hall and Mahoney up and put Sanders in Game Three? If you want, you know, it's just hard for me now to, you know. It's hard to roll into next week looking way too far ahead and throw Sanders back in the game one slot. It's just hard. Right. I mean, it's just – I don't know. It's just its just tough to do that, in my opinion. I, I don't know, though. It, it's still, again, it's fascinating to see how this thing plays out. Kudos to Michael Braswell. That's thats what a teammate – if you young boys are listening or watching or the, you got – you know, your parents got some young ones. You know, you, you always talk about, you know, big team, little me. You know, there's no iron team. You know, Michael Broswell 100% stands for that. He, you know, he didn't get aggravated when his number was called on. He did what he needed to do. Mm. He did his job in the dugout. He did his job on the field, and he got a chance to start. And I'm sure he'll be in the lineup today. That's the that's how you do big team little me right there. Michael mm. Broswell, it should pitcher should be right beside the definition of a team player. Mm. Started all last season, got pulled, didn't leave, didn't get mad. Didn't, Cuss out the coach, didn't cuss out players, wasn't salty in the dugout. And when his number was called, he he produced every single time. And I'm proud of him. And, you know, we need more players like that. Mm. Indeed. Uh, Big team, little me. I love that. I love the way you phrase that. So, now that's Michael Braswell. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Anyway, uh, I think it's time to move Wimmer back to the slot he is. Some people – you know, as a baseball player, as you former baseball college baseball player, you are some players aren't comfortable in situations or different roles. And I just think, you know, brother Braylon Wimber's not that leadoff guy. He's starting to struggle since we moved him. So maybe it's time to move him back to where he was so he can he can start hitting again. Indeed. So. Indeed. So Carson Hornbloom is out with a broken foot. Mm-hmm. He can pitch hit if needed. Uh, only hit. He can't really run. He can't really field. Uh, <clears throat> if I was the leadoff guy, you know, this might sound stupid to a lot of fans because, you know, these two players get a lot of outs. Mm-hmm. I would go ahead and put Evan Stone or Dylan Brewer at leadoff, even though, you know, they might not hit the ball as well as others, but they see a lot of pitches. And and to me, the leadoff role is to see a lot of pitches mm-hmm. at, at bat. And so – 
that's what I would do. Go ahead and move one of them to lead off. So we can see the six, seven pitch at bats that lead off. So I don't know how you feel about that, but that's my question to you. Who what would you do with lead off? With since women struggling. Yeah, women's struggling. And again, I was asked about that early in the show is just how do you how do you get him out of that slump, if you will? And I, and I think you just trust a guy like a like a Braylon Wimmer. He's a veteran guy, right? That uh, he, he's going to figure it out that he'll get out of the slump. Um, with leadoff, it is tricky. It, it is tricky, man. Um, do you go Dylan Brewer? Could Brewer be a good option? I mean, you know, like you mentioned, maybe maybe a maybe a Braswell could lead off. Um, yeah, I like yeah, I mean, I, I think a Braswell could lead off for you, and it's it's. I was surprised that again Braswell wasn't the first option when uh, you know when McGillis went down. I was surprised at that. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I did like Hornung there when he was healthy. So uh, you know, I, I like Braswell. I'd like to see them give him a shot. Um, you know, why not? You know, I, I, I think Braswell's a guy that you know, like you said, he's big team, little me, and he's going to find a way to get on base and do what's best for the team. So you know, I, I'd say give him a shot. If Braswell, one last question: If Braswell continues to hit. And when it's, I don't see McGillis coming back to, till till the first week of the regionals. You know, we're already in week three. Yeah, he's out yeah. six weeks. You know, he might get in that last weekend before the regionals. He might get in the SEC tournament. Who knows with him? But if he's hot, mm-hmm. and, he's, and Michael Braswell's hitting the ball, how do you pull him to put McGillis back there, or what do you do? Yeah. That's a great great question, and I would say a great problem to have, my friend. A great problem to have. So, hey, I'm still curious on when, uh, whenever Jacob Coppin gets gets back from his setback in two weeks, and if he hits the ball, yeah, what's going to happen? Next? I mean, you got you got a lot of you got a lot of great baseball players, my friend. So it's again, it's a great position to be in, no doubt. That's right. Well, I just love the cockiness and, and you know the passion and the and the. Uh, I guess the scrappiness this team has. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time since we've seen the the, the, the way Chris Beats walked off or mm-hmm. the way, you know, Cole Messina went around the bases fired up, you know, talking his shit. My bad, you're on air, but it's your own show. No, it's fine. It's just been, it, you've just been, you know, cocky and confident. It's been a while since we've seen our players cocky and confident, and I love it. Yeah, for sure. No, I, I love the attitude we're playing with, and hell, we should be playing confident. We're seven and zero in SEC, playing off to the best start since what nineteen seventy five or something like that. So, yeah, we got a lot of reasons to feel good, and uh, yeah, let's see if we can carry it through tonight and tomorrow. Just like what I told my buddy last night about Lamont's getting ejected. It ain't no fun when the rabbits got the gun. <laughs> you remember how his players used to be that way when he was winning? Yeah, yeah. And remember last year, Tennessee was really cocky. In it. Confident and cocky, 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 cocky. It's a fact. Well stated, Skyland. All right, I don't know what just happened there, but Skyland just wrapped up his call. Uh, that was the Chris Lamonis hackers, the Mississippi State hackers. Not exactly sure. Uh, anyways, guys, appreciate Skyland for the call. Great stuff. 843-790-3377. Rowdy Rooster says, at some point, Chris, does Kingston tell his guys to move away from pitches hitting 
blaming them. I know you want on base, but it's cost us two already. I'm not blaming Kingston, but I know our guys wear that hit with pride. I, you know, it's a great question, right? Because it's it's you love to get on base, but it's like it almost feels like we go out of our way to get hit with the amount of hit by pitches. It's absolutely crazy. You know, I I, I don't think you really change anything up, Rowdy Roos. I mean, I, there's some times where they are trying to get out of the way. You know, I mean, to get hit in the foot, I mean, I don't think Carson Hornung wanted to get hit in the foot. I don't know that McGillis wanted to get hit where he did, right? I mean, I, I don't think he's intentionally getting hit. So, um, I, there's only so much you can do, and some of it's just pure bad luck, right, Rowdy Rooster? So, uh, anyways, 843-790-337. Austin, you're a fool. Austin, you're a fool as well, my friend. I appreciate you. You're a fool as well, my guy. Uh, 843-790-3377. Let's see. Our guy Ethan dropped these stats here. Uh, smoke hit 303 with 17 homers and 63 RBIs in 2006. JBJ hit 349 with 11 homers and 46 RBIs in 2009. What are Christian Walker's stats? Do you have them? What are Christian Walker's? Because I, I tell you, the, the conversation of Ethan Petrie, and we'll have it more so when the season's over, but it's it's this has got to rank up there one of the best seasons we've ever seen from a freshman at South Carolina. And I mean, that's... Again, that is saying a lot when you think of guys like Justin Smoke, like JBJ, like Christian Walker, like Grayson Griner, like the season even that a John Jones had. I know he went ice cold, but there have been some great freshmen that have come through. I'm sure there's many more before Justin Smoke, before 2006, right? But most recent memory, I mean, this is this has got to be one of the best seasons we've ever seen from a true freshman in recent memory, no doubt. The way that Ethan Petrie, I mean, he just he's wise beyond his years. The approach is there. He's crushing the baseball. He's playing with a lot of confidence, playing free, and having a lot of fun. And when you combine all those things, and also you've got a guy like Petrie who's a big, strong kid, talented baseball player, you, you get the results of what you're seeing right now. So it's, it's going to be a lot of fun to continue to watch his evolution, his growth uh, as a Gamecock and as a baseball player. And I think he's certainly going to be a guy that is going to help us win a lot of ball games over the next couple of seasons, um, truly. So, anyways, guys, continuing on, uh, 843-790-3377. Again, guys, six years ago to the date. Six years ago to the date. Six years ago to the date. First episode of the podcast dropped. Incredible. What a time. What a time. It's it's unreal. It's truly unreal. So, it's truly unreal. Six years ago to the date. let's see yeah Braswell did play well I'm glad that Skylin brought that up too man because Michael Braswell is just a guy Michael Braswell is a guy every opportunity he gets it seems like he plays well I, I still love and I still laugh at the comparison somebody said that Michael Braswell is uh is the Decameron joiner of baseball <laughs> I, what a comparison like what a wild comparison but you know in the sense of as Skyland said big team little me it's true it's true I mean it's Braswell's a team guy he does what's best for the team and you know it's just great to see guys like that get rewarded I mean he's also a great baseball player you know I, I know that last year he wasn't great in SEC play but the guy hit like 287 as a freshman he wasn't Ethan Petrie but I thought he was good enough to still have a role in this ball club. And so it's been a little bit surprising. I think it's one of those unfortunate things where he just got forced out because of guys you brought in. But uh, 
Travis says, maybe move Braz back to short when we're back to second till we get McGillis back. I don't think they're going to do that, Travis. I don't think they're going to do that. I think they are committed to Braylon when we're playing shortstop. You know, they moved him to that position. He hasn't practiced at second, I don't think, probably since like last year. I mean, they moved him to short in the fall. He's been playing short. Like shortstop, Travis is his position. So I don't, I don't think they'd mess with that. I don't, you know, uh, Braylon Wimmer is also trying to get drafted as a shortstop. So I don't, I don't see that changing up anytime soon. I, I don't see that changing up anytime soon. Not at all. Uh, Lynn Turner, what do you think about that Mississippi State pitcher warming up to potentially pitch from both sides that blows my mind? He's him at extras. Yeah. I'm surprised he didn't go from the left side at all last night. That kind of surprised me. Um, you know, I expected to see it, but uh, I don't know. Crazy though. It is wild. Ethan, Christian Walker hit 327, nine homers, 51 RBIs in 2010. Yeah, I mean, Ethan Petrie, again, his season, it's got to rank as one of the best seasons from a freshman in school history, no doubt. Guys, let's go ahead and jump into our first break. <clears throat> Excuse me. On the side, I want to continue to hear from you more. Your questions, comments, calls, and more. You're tuned in to the Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls. Calls 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377. The phone lines are open here on this Friday. TGIF. And again, appreciate you all tuning in. As you all know, I'm a big fan of collegefootballnews.com. They just dropped their, so apparently this is something they do yearly. I've never seen this before. SEC college football and basketball combination rankings, hoops and helmets, 2023. What SEC schools had the most fun in college football and basketball from fall of 22 through the spring of 23? So basically, they combine football and basketball. Two caveats football is bigger than basketball, more weight is placed on the helmet side. Hello, Georgia. And two championships matter. Some schools are ranked higher because of a dominant year in one sport, making up the problems, making up for the problems with the other. So they got Bama 1, which makes sense, Tennessee 2, Georgia 3, Arkansas 4, Mississippi State 5, Kentucky 6, Mizzou 7, A&M 8, Auburn 9, LSU 10, Bandy 11, South Carolina 12th, Ole Miss 13th, and Florida 14th. And you look at the Gamecocks, 8-5, and 4-4 four and four in SEC play. In football and in basketball, of course, 11-21, and 4-14 and four and 14 in the SEC. That certainly drags down our ranking. That certainly drags down the ranking, no doubt. No doubt. Um, let's see. Mock draft, the second round of the NFL draft. Let's see if they've got. They have Cam Smith going. Is this first round or second round? Let's see. I think they've got him going in the first round. 23rd overall to, or excuse me, yeah, 23rd overall to the Minnesota Vikings. Okay. Interesting. Uh, let's see. John Gibbs may have said something earlier. <clears throat> what is happening with Will Sanders just getting here today? Uh, Will Sanders is not pitching this weekend, John, or he's he did not start last night. And Kingston spoke on it saying that they were giving him a mental and a physical reset. A mental and a physical reset. So... There you go. That is what's going on. I will say this, too. I saw this headline from Barstool Sports, and I, and I just feel the need to echo it. 
the day off after opening day got to be the silliest thing in sports, man. I, I just, I just don't get it at all. I don't understand why it's a thing. Like people wait for so long for the MLB season to return. Like why, 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 why take the day off? I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, Brennan M. We should be higher than twelfth. We recognize Dawn Staley's squad as our basketball team. Well, unfortunately, Brendan, that poll only included men's basketball. So, there you go. There you go. It only included men's basketball. So. And I do, I mean, I agree with you. I agree with you that we recognize women's basketball as our basketball team. That's it. Bottom line. Austin Greer, that Mississippi State ace was legit. Yeah, he was good. Ambidextrous too, Austin. That's pretty good, right? You can throw 96 from the right side, like 92, 93 from the left side. That's pretty damn good. That's pretty damn good. B. Hughes, they should move Bradley to short. Women are second. What do you think? They're not going to. Uh, Hughes, you know, from what I've heard, talking to people behind the scenes, that they don't love Braswell's range. That is the whole reason why Braylon Wimmer was moved to shortstop. That's one of the reasons, at least, he was moved there. So, they don't love Bra- – I mean, you know, and, and I think it's – you know, as much as I like Braswell, I mean, I can admit, Wimmer's definitely got more range than he does. There's no question. Uh, but I, so I, and, and you know, again, they made that move when we're short, he's been practicing there basically every day throughout the fall, throughout preseason been playing there every day. He, he's not coming out of that spot. He's not coming out of that spot. Absolutely not. So, um, Brendan M says we have a men's team. Yeah. Believe it or not, Brendan, I think is, I think our head coach's name is the homie Lamont. You might be familiar with him. Gamecocks 11 to strikeouts are a little concerning considering LSU is coming to town next weekend. You know, I, I'll say, and I was asked Gamecocks 11 last night, like, what, what's this team's weakness right now? You know, you're 25-2, and 7-0 in SEC play. What's your weakness? What, what is South Carolina's weakness? I would say two things. Number one, you have a problem with your ace. You have a problem with your ace, right, with Will Sanders and what he's going through. Number two, I'd say the strikeouts. You might strike out a little bit too much, but I think it's one of those things that Mark Kingston's pointed out that – you know, and, and it's just the it's just the nature of baseball these days, guys. Like power numbers are up, strikeouts are up. It, it just it's all across baseball. This isn't a South Carolina thing. This isn't a college baseball thing. This is all of baseball. Power numbers are up, strikeout numbers are up. It, it's just part of it. So, you know, I, I will say that as you go throughout the long haul of this season, as you go throughout this season, you know, cutting down on strikeouts and having as many productive at bats as possible. You know, I think that. You know that 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 will be that that should be the focus, if you will. Especially when you get into postseason play, you're going to be facing guys like Paul Skeens next week at LSU. You're going to be facing guys like Paul Skeens consistently. You're going to be facing the best arms that college baseball has to offer, and so you're going to have to be able to be productive. But I think this team has shown that. You know, this team has shown the ability. It's not just the home run, right? It's not just the home run. It's not feast or famine. But the two things I would say right now. Getting Will Sanders going and cutting down on strikeouts. You do those two things, I think everything else is is, is gravy. You know what I mean? So, uh, I, if I'm being critical, nitpicking, I think those are the two things that uh, this team could still most definitely improve on. Let's see. Gamecock, I think it's Gamecock Fanatic. How do you think pitching will be against North Carolina on Tuesday to, to start the series on Thursday against LSU? I think they'll probably go Sam Simpson again. I think Sam Simpson again. Um, I think you'll see a Johnny Holstaff type of game because obviously you don't want to burn any arms. Um, I don't think you want to burn any quality arms for the weekend. 
That LSU series is what's really important. I mean, I won't say it doesn't matter at all. You want to win the ball game, but you're certainly not going to burn your top guys just trying to win a midweek game. You know what I mean? So, which I'm sure UNC is going to do the same thing. I mean, they've got ACC play to worry about. Uh, Travi, do we think Will has the yips, Chris? Can he ever recover? I don't think he has the yips. No, Travi. No, I don't think he has the yips. If he had the yips, he couldn't even throw it to home. He couldn't even hit the catcher in the chest. So, no, I, I don't think Will has the yips. I just think he hadn't thrown well. Bottom line, I think that's it's it's. I think it's as simple as that. You know, people people want an answer. They want an explanation. Oh well, he's hurt. Oh well, he has the yips. Oh well, this he just hasn't thrown well. I mean, that's just bottom line. Like baseball's a tough game, and sometimes you, it just it just it's just hard. I mean, sometimes you just go cold. And you're not throwing well. You know what I mean? So I, there's no explanation. There's no rhyme or reason. He just hasn't thrown well. Bottom line, I don't think he has the yips or he's hurt. Just hasn't thrown well. That's it. Uh, let's see. Breaking. Appreciate you tuning in. Thank you so much for the love, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Marion R26. What are the odds of Clark letting it fly on their first possession if we don't lady up her at half court? Lady up her. That's a really interesting way to put it. Uh... What are the odds of Clark letting it fly? I mean, are you just saying, like, her shooting? Like, like yeah, Clark's going to shoot all night, my guy. Clark will shoot all night. She's averaging 27 a game. The game plan for them should be to shoot, her to shoot. A lot, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I think they will definitely shoot. She will definitely shoot, I mean. <laughs> Austin Greer, do, we even, do people even know what the yips are? We ever use the hell out of that word? It's a legit injury caused by wrist spasms. I'll be honest with you, Austin. I didn't know that. I didn't know the yips was an injury. I think of like the yips, like the putting yips or or throwing it back yips is just like a complete mental mind. But I did not know it was an actual injury. I didn't know that. Gamecock Fanatic score prediction tonight for women's with the women's game and baseball. Women's game, I'll go 82 to 70, South Carolina. Baseball game, I'll, I'll go twelve to four Yardcocks. I, I think, I think, I think Mississippi State's washed, bro. I, I think we'll swing it well, and yeah, I think, uh, yeah. I think State's going to be washed. Anyways, guys, would love to hear from you. Eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. Let me get to this. Posted this. Let's see. Let me first get to your questions. Mary R26 said, man up, but it's ladies. I hear you. I hear you. Okay, that's fair. Posted this in the Discord. And it's something that it was posted a while ago, but I think is really interesting. The returning production for this 2023 football season, and I think it was Bill O'Connell, I think that's his name. He was the one that did all this math and posted it out there, and some other sites had posted it as well. But I just think it's really interesting. And no, it's not a direct correlation. Well, you have the most returning production. You're going to be the best team in the SEC. You have the least returning production. You're going to be the worst, whatever. But I think it does give you an idea. And I don't think anybody would disagree that returning production is important. Would anybody disagree with that? Returning production is still really important. The Gamecocks rank 11th in the SEC in returning production at just 55%. Nine, or excuse me. 63% of your offensive production returns from last year and just 48% of your defensive production returns. How about this? Alabama is dead last. 40% of their production returns. They lose a ton from that team last year. 
So whatever that means, right? So to some of you, it'll mean nothing. It's just one of those intriguing things, I think, to talk about during the offseason, um, right? It, it's just one of those interesting things to talk about. James Kendall, I get the yips when TSUS comes to Somerville. <laughs> Don't we all? No, James, the Gamecocks get the yips when TSUS comes to Somerville. That's a fact at this point. Lynn Turner says, Clark will have a lady Gamecock in her hip pocket all night long. Play her physical and wear her out physically and mentally. Austin Green makes a good point. Bama's always last. Yeah, that's because they have guys going to the draft every single year. The good news is they're, yeah, exactly. They're reloading guys with, you know, you replace that production that you lose with with the next group of draft picks. I mean, that's literally what happens at Alabama. So, yeah, they, they lose guys because nobody stays there four years. Everybody's leaving, dipping out early. I mean, because they're really good. So, it is what it is. Anyways, guys, uh, let's see here. Let's see. Mm-mm-mm. How about Live Golf? I just got a notification on my phone. Live Golf is live in Orlando for day one of their tournament. How about it? Is anybody watching Live Golf? Anybody watching that? Travi says, are the, mip, are the yips a mental health issue? Yips have both mental and physical causes. Yips appear to be linked to muscle overuse. However, performance anxiety and overthinking can worsen physical symptoms like muscle spasms or twitching. Very good. Um, oh, my God. Bruin Nation, Chris, question for you. I posted this on Twitter. Bruin Nation, I'm curious. Did you post it as a poll first thing? I, let, me, let, me go, let me go pull up your, your Twitter here. Let's see. Let me pull up your Twitter. Seven minutes ago, you just posted it. Who was the better quarterback at South Carolina? Brandon McIlwain, Ryan Halinski, or Colin Hill? What a poll. You know, it's it's funny that you know what? There, there's there's some things in life that people will never accept, right? No matter what, no matter how much you try to reason, there's some things in life that people will never accept. For example, Colin Hill won the job because he was a better quarterback than Ryan Holinsky. That's something people will never accept. But I can't tell you the amount of people I've talked to behind the scenes. Hell, when I went on that podcast, the Agoji podcast, and those guys that played on the 2020 team, and they straight up told me, yeah, Colin Hill was better. They were like, dude, he had a professional build. Guy was huge, spun the shit out of the football. And Ryan Helensky lost his job, just flat out. Just flat out lost his job. But that is a fact that people will never accept. People will never accept that Ryan Helensky just flat out lost his job in 2020. Hey, what a time, dude. What I mean, you know, and that's that's the funny thing, man, is like, you know, there's there's trolls that say stuff on social media and that, that try to do this and do, I'm like, dude, how can you can't hurt me? You can't hurt me. I I literally built my business off the back of the Will Muschamp era. Life is Gucci these days. Like, we're golden. Beamer ball to the freaking moon. Baseball's rocking. We're optimistic about the homie Lamont. Don Staley's about to win her third national title. Life is good these uh, over this way. Life is fantastic. I can assure you, life's great. 
Life is great, man. Life is great. I mean, again, there is nothing the Carolina slapdick community can say or do to me that was more mentally frustrating than the Will Muschamp era. There's nothing. There's nothing you can do or say. I mean, that that was... Oh, my God. Mark Ryan. Why is... <laughs> Mark cannot help himself. Oh, my Lord. Mm. Mark cannot help himself. Mark Ryan tweeted, "Happy birthday, Shane Beamer! Never forget." And it was a screen, and it's a screenshot of Shane Beamer's tweet to the fan upstate about, "I normally don't respond to second-rate JV radio programs. I've never heard of." Oh, just let it die. There, there's some things you just gotta let die. You know what I mean? There's some things you just got to let die. Just let it die, man. Just let it. I mean, but Mark can do whatever he wants. But just let it die. Just let it die. You know. <laughs> Mark makes me laugh, though, bro. I, 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 I genuinely don't get the people that take everything on social media so personally. Like, bro, I just laugh. I think it's hilarious. I think it's hysterical, truly. I think it's absolutely hysterical. Um... Ruben Nation says, starting a Gamecock podcast during the Will Muschamp years was like trying to date your wife's sister after you just got out of jail for beating her ass. That is a, that was a roller coaster of a comment right there, Ruben. I, I don't even know what, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm speechless. I'm very, very few times am I speechless after reading a comment, but I'm speechless after reading that one. Goodness gracious. Sure, <laughs> sure. Josh, as I've watched about 20 Iowa games this season. Josh, you watch a lot of women's basketball, my guy. He says, I've watched 20 Iowa games this season. The only way this game is close if South Carolina tries to match three for three. And I don't think they will. I think the Gamecocks will play their game, and I, I, I just, I, we'll, we'll have a great plan ready for Caitlin Clark. We will, we will. I'm excited to see the matchup. I really am. I'm excited to see the matchup, and like, this is the one matchup that I really feel like, like, hmm, like I'm looking at it with a very curious eye. I think the Gamecocks will win, no doubt, but it is an interesting matchup. It's a very interesting matchup for sure. It's a very interesting matchup for sure. I, I can't believe Mark just can't leave it alone, though, man. I, I, I just, that's so funny. Perform with the Carolina Band for the Garnet and Black Spring Game. Deadline of registers April 1st. Free and open to all high school sophomores, juniors, and seniors. How about that? I might tell my brother to do it. I might get my brother on it. Let's see. I, and I'm sure, God, I'm, I'm, I'm sure the replies to this are going to be just electric. 
He posted it two hours ago. Okay. Yeah, happy birthday, by the way, to Coach Shane Beamer. It is Shane Beamer's birthday, so happy birthday to Shane. I think we're going to throw up a post here shortly. I just haven't done so yet, but happy birthday to Coach Beamer. Happy birthday. Again, guys, in case you missed it, six years ago to the date. That's crazy, man. Six years ago to the date. Episode number one of TSUS was released. We are now on 771 episodes. My brother. No, I was talking about Matthew, Stephen. Uh, the Gamecock, the Carolina Band. Shout out the band, homies, by the way. They are allowing people to apply, sophomores, juniors, and seniors in high school, apply to perform with the band at the spring game. So, pretty cool stuff. And yes, Brandon, you're welcome for the free ads. But no, that'd be cool. That'd be really cool. Uh, Ethan said, Bruin Nation says, tell Mark to unblock me so I can read the comments. Bruin Nation, I, I gotta, we gotta get you unblocked, my guy. Maybe next time Mark's on, I get you unblocked. Um, Ethan says, McElwain had the legs, Holinsky had the arm, and Colin Hill had the hair. Yeah, what a trifecta. The Holy Trinity, eh? The Holy Trinity. <laughs> yeah, and I'll be honest with you, man. I, I thought Ryan Holinsky was gonna be the guy. I, I really did. What, like, what? The, the, Muschamp, Halinski, Roper, McClendon, like th these names, you know what I mean? I I'll tell you this. This brings me to this point. Like, there are so many great Gamecocks that will, forgotten's too strong of a word. But do we feel like the Muschamp era Gamecocks are celebrated the same way as all other Gamecocks are? Like, I almost feel like there's like this, 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 there's this dark mark, this black mark or, or whatever. Like this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This, this just negative emotion that comes up. Like, even when I see a guy like Debo Samuel, it's just like, because nobody wants to be reminded of the must champion. Like, nobody. Like, fans have, have put... 2016 to 2020, we've put that so far out of our minds. So far. Like, in, it's like it's like trauma that you just bury. Like, bury. Like, deep. I mean, to the deepest depths that it will go. And I equate it, and I, and I kind of, I've used this example before. It's like, and the carry-on joiners won, but I think Dak joiners become 
a Shane Beamer game. Does that make sense? I think he has. I really think he has. Especially when you think about that Dak Joyner's best moments, I would argue, have come under Shane Beamer. No doubt. But it's almost, it's, it's unfortunate, right? It's unfortunate and damn near unfair because, you know, again, I've equated it this way. Like, how many man caves have you been to? Or how many places have you been to and seen a signed, a signed Jake Bentley football? How, how many man caves have you seen, like, a, a signed J.C. Horn memorabilia? A signed Israel Mkwamu piece of memorabilia? I think Debo Samuel is the celebrated player from the Mustang era, but like really guys outside of that, like even Brian Edwards is sort of, I mean, do people talk about Brian Edwards anymore? Is like, is Brian Edwards kind of like a, 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 you know, I, I, I'm not, I'm not doing this to throw shade on these guys at all. I just think it's a reality. I think because people try to put the Muschamp era like so far out of their brain that these great players from that era, they're just unfortunately forgotten. I, I think they're just unfortunately forgotten. So, you know, and, and I'll tell you this too, to the point in the comments, I mean, when you have players throwing shade on Gamecock fans, I mean, to hell with them. I mean, to some of them, to hell with them, you know? I, just flat out, flat out. I mean, I understand the university, they, they feel the need to, and I'm not saying, Austin, he's, that Brian Edwards is forgotten. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that, like, do you feel like these guys are celebrated the way some of the greatest Gamecocks are? Like, I just don't hear anybody talk about Brian Edwards anymore for whatever reason. I mean, granted, why would you just bring up his name randomly? But, uh, you know. Anyways, no, I'm not saying Brian Edwards is forgotten, but I haven't heard his name in a hot minute. That's all I'm saying. Haven't heard his name. You, you hear Debo a lot more than Brian Edwards, but I guess it, it has to do with the fact that Debo is one of the best players in the NFL. I guess that's got to do with it. But uh, no, anyways, it's it's just interesting. It's it's just kind of interesting to be honest with you. It's just interesting. It's just I don't know. It's kind of interesting. Anyways, guys, again eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. I'm, I'm, I'm like almost curious now. Like, can you buy, can you buy like Jake Bentley? You can. You can buy a Jake Bentley framed, signed picture. You can buy a signed Jake Bentley picture for $9. Bro, you can buy a signed Jake Bentley mini helmet for 50 bucks. This one's 150 right here. Okay, Jake Bentley autographed football, $120. So a little bit more expensive. It's it, it's just it's just really dude, you can buy a Jake Bentley autographed Utah helmet for 80 bucks. It's just it's just really interesting. I just <laughs> it's just really interesting, dude. Let's see. Does Jake Bentley have any? I don't think he's got any cards out there. I don't think Jake Bentley does have any cards out there. I don't know. 
Uh, let's see. Bruin Nation, Beamer keeps making comments about the attitude and tone in the program now compared to the day he took over. There's a reason why. It must have been awful. Oh, it was terrible. Toxic, terrible. Yeah, I mean, there's been plenty of former players that have spoke on that. Josh posting $8 is too much. <laughs> God. Bruin Nation, $9 is about what the program was worth during those years. Will Corb says, put some respect on Bentley's name. Um, Travis, has anyone ever seen their Ken Law give that reporter hell in San Francisco? What an asshole Ken Law is. That was a wild video. That was a wild video. Just a, just a, I mean, the, the, again, the Muschamp era was a wild time to be a Gamecock. It really was. I mean, it really, really was, man. And so, again, I, I look back at those days and the content we were producing, and I am just so happy to be where we are now. I mean, I'm, I, I know we all are, right? As Gamecock fans, it's just much more fun to follow the Gamecocks, and, and and we feel so much more optimistic about the program. And, I mean, just how blessed are we to have Shane Beaver as our head coach? I mean, really, truly, like, <clears throat> we have great perspective. We have great perspective. I mean, Gamecock fans have got more perspective than, like, anybody. You know what I mean? Like, we've seen the worst, and now with Shane Beamer, like, it just, like – it, you can almost equate it to like when you're in a terrible relationship and then you get somebody that treats you right. You know what I mean? It's like, God, what a what a breath of, of fresh air this is. You know what I mean? So, it's incredible. It's incredible. Let's see. Guys, big game tonight. Big night in general. Uh, final four for the women's basketball team taking on Iowa at 9 o'clock. And then, of course, baseball is back in action at 7 o'clock against Mississippi State. Guys, we will be out tonight. Watch party for the women's basketball game. Carolina Alehouse, Woodruff Road, another event in the upstate. Really looking forward to it, guys. I will also have my laptop on hand with the baseball game on. So do not fear if you're trying to watch the baseball game as well. I will have that on hand, having that pulled up. So no no worries there, because definitely want to watch the Gamecocks clinch the series tonight in Starkville should be a good time, should be a lot of fun, and I feel confident the Gamecocks will get the job done. Guys, let's go ahead and jump into another break. On this side, I want to continue to hear from you. More your questions, comments, calls, more. You're tuned in to the Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking the questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377 here on this Friday, March 31st, the final day in the month of March. Crazy. Yeah, Will, the baseball and basketball game should not overlap too, too much. Um, Obviously, basketball will go later into the night. A 7 o'clock first pitch for baseball, 9 o'clock or maybe even 9.30 tip-off for women's basketball. I know on their Twitter account, they had 9 o'clock. When you go to GamecocksOnline.com, it says 9.30. So, I think it's just they're going to follow up the first game. So, that first game starts at 7. We'll see. It'll probably be like 9.15. We'll just say that. Somewhere in the middle. I'll be at Carolina Alehouse around 8.30 or so. Uh, going to be a good time, guys. Again, looking forward to it. Going to be a lot of fun. Carolina Alehouse, Woodruff Road. Come on out. We're going to have a blast. 
Let's see. Austin Greer says, Veach is criminally underrated. He's a good player. Yeah, fantastic player. Austin Greer, I'm glad you bring his name up. What he's done for Carolina out of the bullpen, he has been fantastic, no doubt. He's been fantastic, no doubt. Glad you bring his name up, my friend. Um, Lynn Turner basketball won't start until an hour after the end of the early game. Is it, is it an hour? I thought it was like 30 minutes. Okay, an hour. All right. Uh, anyways, guys, eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. At the risk of uh, Austin Greer giving me hell for changing the conversation from anything else to football, I thought it was really interesting. You know, I have my friend again, Braden Gall, on the show. Would love to hear you guys' feedback, your thoughts on that interview, that conversation we have. And I had a great time chatting with him. Great, I had a great time. He mentioned this because we talked about record. He's got the Gamecocks at seven and five this year. He says eight and four equals a happy Gamecock. Six and six equals an, an angry Gamecock. Got. What does seven and five do for Carolina fans? I'd love your thoughts. Let's jump to the home lines here. Call from Robbie Davis, Zaxby's Hall of Famer. Robbie Davis, what's up, my friend? How are you? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing on this uh, last day of March? I'm doing great, man. I appreciate you asking. What's going on? Okay, to the whole Muschamp and like 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 uh, uh, Beamer thing. Okay. I look at it this way, okay? The Muschamp era is kind of like going out with a girl so she'll stop nagging you about going out with you, mm-hmm. okay? And then the Shane Beamer era is like you find, like you said, you find the right girl. She's perfect. She's She laughs at all your stupid jokes. And everything is just peachy. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. You go from a terrible, toxic relationship to a great one. Yeah. It's, and you could tell that was the case because I think early on the Beamer era, it's almost like we forgot how to be loved. You know what I mean? We had fans struggling with, you know, right. kind of kind of some of that PTSD from the Muschamp era from the last from the last relationship you were in. It was like, hey, it's it's okay. You know, don't don't hold those transgressions. Don't don't hold Beamer guilty for things that somebody else did. You know, I think we're starting. We're starting to learn yeah. to love again. We're starting to learn to love and be loved. It's a beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. I mean, it really is. It's a beautiful thing. So, thank you, Shane Beaver. Thank you. For I that. mean, do, yeah. And don't get me wrong. I love go. I love going to I love going to Carolina. I, I love it. But that was probably some of the most difficult years as far as going to Carolina games I've ever had in the most era. I didn't enjoy. Like I, I, I didn't enjoy going to games in 2020. I ain't gonna bullshit you. I, I didn't. I, I enjoyed it from the sense of like I was getting to do it full time for a living. I did not enjoy watching us play. I'll never forget. I will never forget the Ole Miss game in 2020. <laughs> it was at Ole Miss, but I'll never forget. It was the least game day feeling game day ever. And, and that's when you know you've reached the point that like you have to fire your coach because. I don't even think people yeah. were excited to watch South kind of football anymore. Like, like no people weren't even looking forward to games anymore. People were looking for anything else yeah. to do. And when you reach that point, you have to pull the plug. You just simply don't have a choice. Yeah. For sure. For sure. And I <laughs> I think that Definitely, 
right now we are in a good <laughs> a good relationship with our with our head coach because one he's not from anywhere else not really he used to he he was an assistant here mm-hmm. he wants to be here and he wants to prove that we can that you, like I've all like I've always said he wants to prove that hey you can win games and win championships here it's just going to take a second okay i mean we're we play in one of the we play in the toughest conference in college football so no doubt it's going to be tough mm-hmm. okay Sorry, Clemson fans, to burst your stupid little bubble, but the ACC is trash, okay? It's garbage. Hot, stinky, good-for-nothing garbage that needs to be thrown out with, the, with, 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 with everything else that is orange and purple, okay? But we are in the toughest conference in college football, period. And just the fact that we went 8-4 and four this past season was 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 absolutely a success. Okay, do I think at some point we'll get to the to where we're competing for a conference title? Yes, I do believe that wholeheartedly. But I, it's going to take some time because Georgia right now is on is on like a whole, is on a whole another level than everyone else. Alabama is somewhat still there, I guess. Uh, and everyone, and then, and then there's everyone else in the in the SEC. So, we'll just have to see how it goes this year. And if we get somehow get eight and four, that gummit, I'll take it. I don't give a, I don't give a rat's patoot. Okay, I don't give a rat's I don't give a rat's butt. Okay, a rat's patoot. But if we somehow, yeah, I don't give a patoot. I made up a new word just for the hell of it. Okay, I don't give a patoot. That's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a ro- four, that's a roebuckism. I've ever heard one. <laughs> it, I, I I think I definitely think if we go eight and four this season with all the pieces that we've lost, that's the season is an absolute success, and we just got to make somehow make eight and four the norm because if we somehow make eight and four the norm you can recruit off of that because you're winning consistently and you're getting to bowl games and competing in bowl games consistently mm-hmm. so i i definitely believe that shane beamer is the guy okay he is the dude okay he's the head honcho he's gonna he's gonna do whatever he needs to do to get it done I'm starting to slow clap for you, Robbie. Good job. That was that was fantastic. That was fantastic. You got me fired up here. You got me fired up, man. You got me fired up, no doubt. And uh, I still somebody somebody nicknamed you, by the way. Human. Somebody nicknamed you Mr. I Don't Give a Hoot, and I almost fell out of my chair. So I, I love that. That's a great nickname for you, Mr. I Don't Give a Hoot. <laughs> and I I still stand by what I said the other day about the about the Iowa game tonight uh tonight. Mm-hmm. If we if we can somehow make everyone else beat us besides Caitlin Clark, I think we run away with it. To be honest with you, I think we put the ha- we put the hammer down and give Iowa the butt whooping that they've been needing, or we might just give them a butt whooping just for the heck of it. Okay, I don't give I don't give a hoot. 
Okay, I don't care. But if we can keep her as quiet as possible for four quarters, mm-hmm. especially with the way we've been playing in the third quarter, I don't see where Iowa can beat us, to be honest with you. Well, Robbie, the Gamecocks are a – I will give you an updated spread here in two seconds. They are a favorite in the game. I'll just say that. So, definitely, I think we should all expect to win. Um, yeah, Gamecocks are 11.5. point favorite. So, some money <clears> – <throat> I think some – actually, the money has come in on South Carolina because I think they opened at 11. So, what's really cool, too, is we get to see LSU Vatek before we play. So, the Gamecocks will know what is awaiting them. When they step on the floor yeah. tonight, so right. Anyway, sure. yeah. No, I I feel I feel, com- I, feel com- I, I feel very confident. I mean, I I just yeah. You know, it, it's South Carolina's the favorite. Um, yeah, South Carolina's the favorite. So I I think we will we will prove them right, and I think we'll get the dub, and I think we'll play in the national title on Sunday for sure. The women's tournament has flown by, man. Good gracious. Both of them, actually. Both of the tournaments have flown by. It feels like it's, like, it's crazy how fast it's gone by already. The women's Final Four is tonight. I think the men's Final Four is coming up here shortly, I think. But, jeesh. It's crazy how fast the tournament flies by. Time flies when you're having fun, Robbie. Time flies when you're having fun indeed. That is a fact. Whenever you are having fun, time just it just, just disappears and you don't know where it goes, but you know it went somewhere. Indeed. <laughs> but uh and I I I was almost I think I was almost correct on the baseball score last night. Yeah, yeah, you were. You were. I, I was almost correct because my prediction was six to three, I believe, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you were spot on, man. <laughs> I was I was one I was one point off of being correct. So anyways, and and we got what uh, two weeks from two weeks from tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Basically, is the spring game, so I'm excited. Two Very weeks excited. From, two weeks from tomorrow is indeed the spring game. You are correct. So I am very excited for two reasons. One, I'm going to get to go to the to the spring game. Two. I'm going to get me some Duke's barbecue before I go to said bowl game. God bless it. God bless Mm -hmm. it. (laughs) Nothing better than some good barbecue, my friend. That is a fact. And if you want some good barbecue, head to Orangeburg. I'm telling you, it's the best best barbecue you'll ever have, at least in my opinion. But if you ever do get to have it, I want your honest opinion. Don't sugarcoat it just because I'm – just because I was be there, just just tell me the truth and be honest about it. Because I grew up on it, so I, I to me it's good. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, I'm gonna go ahead and get off of here. Go Gamecocks! 
beat Iowa and beating Mississippi State, doggone it. Take care of business in both of them. Prove a point in both of them. I love it. Robbie, well said, my friend. I appreciate you. You too, buddy. Safe travels. Yeah, man. You too. Take care. Great stuff from Robbie Davis. And, yeah, really excited for the weekend. All the games taking place. Uh, Duke's Barbecue. Austin Greer says, do y'all put slaw on your barbecue sandwiches? I do not. You know what, though? I'll say this. I used to hate coleslaw. I've come around on it. I, I have. I used to, like, I wouldn't touch it. My dad loves coleslaw. I've come around on coleslaw, though. I, I have. Like, it's. I'm certainly not seeking it out. But if I'm hungry enough, if I'm hungry enough, I will indulge it. I've never had, believe it or not, I've never had a barbecue sandwich with coleslaw on it. I've never had that. So I couldn't tell you, Austin, from firsthand experience whether it's good or not. I, I, I need to broaden my horizons, I guess, a little bit. I guess I need to broaden my horizons just a touch. Um, eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven guys. Uh, yes, a lot of people are saying yes to slaw on the sandwich. Some people are saying no. It's whatever your personal preference is. But uh, I mean, what do y'all think? What's better? I, I there's some people that get very passionate in arguments regarding uh, barbecue. For some people, that is a, a huge deal. I, I've joked before. If you think Gamecock Twitter's bad, food Twitter, food Twitter is. Another level. I mean, it really is. Food Twitter is is can get very, very interesting. It's very interesting. Yep, food Twitter gets very, very interesting. So, uh, let's see. Gamecock fanatic, bad weather. Mississippi looks like baseball is going to get delayed. Um, I, you know, I took a look, Gamecock fanatic. Unless something's changed, I took a look this morning. I think we should be fine and Starkville. I don't, I don't think baseball will get moved. Just taking a look, Starkville, Mississippi. Let's take a look at the weather now. I could be wrong. You know, it's it's less than it's ten percent or less up until eight o'clock. Then it's twenty percent, thirty five percent at nine o'clock, fifty one percent at ten o'clock, sixty four percent at eleven o'clock, sixty six percent at midnight. So I mean, if anything, they'd move the game up an hour or two. But I think they'll be able to get the game in, no problem. I'd, I'd be surprised if if they don't get it in. Uh, I I I wouldn't think the game will be moved at all. I don't know. Ruination, mustard versus red pepper and vinegar versus sweet and sticky. It always brings the drama. Yeah, I, I just like barbecue ruination. Like, I think I, I, I'm good with any, I don't know. I don't, I don't really like, I've never had bad barbecue. I'll be honest with you. Palmetto Pig, that was my spot in Columbia. I have not found a good barbecue spot in Greenville. If anybody's got any suggestions, let me know. I have not. Palmetto Pig was my spot in Cola, man. That, that was a, that was a guaranteed that was a guaranteed food coma nap following indulging in the food there that for sure because it was so damn good and you'd eat so much of it so our friend mark ryan is making headlines again with the the happy birthday wishes to shane bieber i, I will say this though i want to bring up this um 
this piece of content, something that Mark Ryan brought up, maybe this is something more so for the offseason, but I don't care. We can stew over this now, and and uh, maybe we'll talk about it again in the offseason. But he brought up a great a great question to me in regards to, to losses. Losses for your team. And, and what is your process for getting over losses? And are there any losses for you as a Gamecock fan that still linger to this day? Like, what's the most painful loss you've ever experienced and are there any losses that like you think about every now and then still to this day that bother you for me I would probably say the most painful loss or losses that I can think of 2006 Florida when Moss blocked the field goal at the end of the game that was probably the last time I cried over a South Carolina football game which I know sounds silly but I was a 15 year old kid that was the last time I probably cried over a Carolina football game. So that one stands out. The 2013 Tennessee game. I mean, that's that's got to be up there. That that one was was brutal. I, I will say 2011 Auburn, which was Stephen Garcia's last game. That was a brutal, brutal L, brutal L. Um, outside of that. I don't know if there's really any I struggle to get over that are, like, so utterly painful. You know, a lot of the losses in the Will Muschamp era were kind of, you could see it coming. They weren't really unexpected, unfortunately. Uh, trying to think, have we really had, like, a bad loss in the Beamer era that was, like, like still haunts us to this day? I don't know that we have. I mean, that 30 to nothing loss to Clem Sucks was... That was brutal. <laughs> That was one of the more that was one of the more brutal nights I've ever had in Willie B. But I felt like we kind of rectified. We we kind of took care of some of those demons this past season. But uh, we haven't had a ton of those. Thank goodness we haven't had any like really like excruciating losses. Here's the thing: it feels like in the Beamer era when we've lost, like we've gotten killed. We've either gotten blown out or won. There haven't been a ton of losses. I will say last year. Again, the, the Florida loss was, like, comical, right? It was comical. That Mizzou loss was painful. That was painful. So maybe that's one that you kind of look at and you say, man, like, I mean, we just, we had it right there. We had it right there, man. It was in our grasp and just flat out dropped the ball. Just flat out dropped the ball. So I, I ask you, what's your, what's your, What's the most painful Gamecocks loss you've experienced? How do you get over it? Are there any that still linger that you think about and can't seem to get over? <laughs> I think it's a very funny conversation because we, you know, we love to talk about the victories and the wins and stuff, but uh, boy, there have been some <laughs> there have been some excruciating losses over the years for sure. John Gibbs says, I was in Death Valley for the 56 to 7 and stayed about four minutes left in the fourth. That one still haunts me, and I've been waiting for the day for us to repay the favor. Run that shit up this year, Willie B. Shullin says, Navy 84. We would have gone to the national title we won. See, the I think the older Gamecock fans are going to say Navy 84, right? They're going to say Navy 84. I, I ask if we got any of the older Gamecock fans in here. Is that one? Did anybody even remotely see that coming? Because I don't know that that was in the era of people were gambling on games like Vegas. Like, was there a spread? Like, did anybody see that coming? Or was that totally just blindsided by, like, how in the world did we lose to Navy? Like, 
I mean, I would assume it was an abrupt, couldn't believe it type of L, but um, I don't, that's just crazy, dude. That's crazy. Austin Greer says, my dad was 12 and still talks about that Navy game. <laughs> Golly. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, I think for the older Gamecocks, that 84 Navy game was was brutal. That, that was a brutal ball game. That was a brutal ball game. Jackson Gary, how about this one? Appalachian State 2019. Yeah, Jackson, I'll never forget that one in the podcast. My my for my prediction in the game, I said that South Carolina was the the bigger, more physical team, and they were gonna push App State around. And I don't know that I necessarily picked a blowout, but I really thought that the Gamecocks had the advantage in the trenches. And boy, boy, was I wrong. <laughs> boy, was I wrong. Robbie Davis said the Citadel game back in 2015. That's a good one, too. Let's jump to the phone lines here. Call from Greg Bettinger. Greg, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, you're all, uh, you, you're, uh, you got me to call in today. I had to talk about that 84 Navy quote. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We were, yes, sir. We, I had been the week before we beat Florida State at Willie B. It was electric. Mm-hmm. 84, that was national TV, ABC. And uh, the next week, we just knew we were, we, that put us up to number two in the country. And Nebraska, and we went to Annapolis and got boat raced. Mm. I mean, it wasn't even close to, after the halftime. It sucked. It was terrible. We didn't see it coming. We thought yeah. for sure we were going to play Clemson to go to the Orange Bowl. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I, I mentioned, I, I, sent, I sent a few more. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm reading your comment right now. I don't I don't know also if you've ever heard the conversation that I had with Del Wilkes on the podcast. I know you know who that name is. And uh, the late, great I Del do, Wilkes, by the way, passed away a couple of years ago now, I think. But I had Del Wilkes on the podcast. And we talked about that Navy game. And, like, you could just hear it in his voice that it still bothered him. Right. You know what I mean? Just crazy. Crazy. For sure. Yeah, yeah we actually scored a few – I think we scored a couple late TD – or a late TD to, to make it look closer than it was. But um, Dale Wilkes, of course, All-American, incredible mm-hmm. lineman. And, I think uh, he's one of, Kenny's, like, three uh, Gamecocks. I think he's one of, like, a handful of Gamecocks that was uh, a consensus All-American. I think there's only three, three players right. that have done and that. Him, and, uh, him, Clowney, and one other. I forget. James Seawright. Oh, C right. Okay, there you go. Yeah, the only three yeah, and, game and in and, history. Um, yes, sir. That's right. And uh, and it happened. And both of those uh, were on the same team in '84. And uh, crazy. But that '80 loss to Clemson. I mentioned that I was a kid and yeah. I was hanging out with my Clemson buddy. And he didn't go to the game. He was. They were diehard Clemson fans, and uh, he didn't go because he just knew we were going to beat them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was 11 years old, and he got to rub it in my face all day. Um, but when I was a junior in Carolina, we lost 48 to zero to Clemson. That was <laughs> 48 zero at, mm. at Williams Bryce. That was Sparky Woods. Mm. Anyway, well, hey, just had to call in with those stories, and uh, yeah. I had forgotten about. Uh, I had forgotten about uh, a couple of them you mentioned, but yeah. Yeah, I replied to you but in the hey, Discord, by to... the way. The uh, the, the push-off game was 2000, by the way. 2003 was, uh, it was, okay, 60, that was... 63 to 17, which was also a very painful L. <laughs> a very painful L. So, I, I'll throw, I'll throw another one. Went... 
the push off was 2000 at their place, Rod Gardner. Yeah, and they won by a field goal. Yes, right? yes. They kicked the field goal to win it. Yeah, yeah. The push off okay. was to set them up, put them in field goal range. They kicked the game winner. Um, I, I, by the way, I'll add another one while you're on the line. For me, the first time I ever shed tears over a Carolina football game, 2004, Georgia. Anybody who recalls that, Gamecocks were up 16 to nothing. We wore all black. It was Dondrell Pinkins, Troy Williamson. Coe Simpson had a pick six. That was David Green for them, and, and they came back and beat the Gamecocks okay. 20 to 16 in that game. But it was a – Carolina had it up 16 nothing, and, and just kind of fell apart. I guess I got <laughs> over that one. Yeah. I guess I got over that one, Chris. Yeah. I don't really, I can't bring that one to memory, yeah. but uh yeah, I've been um yeah, we've been going to games since seventy nine when I was ten years old. So. Um saw a lot of good football though. Yeah. Over yeah. Those years. Yeah, there's a lot um, of good ones mixed in there. Beating Georgia in eighty beating Georgia in eighty four was electric. The eighty four Georgia win. We uh, I'll never forget I was in the ramps and we stopped them at the goal line right before halftime, goal line stand. And then uh, Florida State, which is incredible when we beat them. Mm -hmm. And uh, anyway, hey, man, thanks for letting me share some of those old memories. Yeah, Greg, of course. I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for the call. Have a good weekend. Yeah, man, you too. Great stuff. Great stuff there for Greg Benjamin. Awesome. Uh, Guys, we'll jump into one final break. On the other side, I want to continue to hear from you more of your questions, comments, calls, and more. You're tuned in to the Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Final 15, or excuse me, 10 minutes or so here in the Daily Crow. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 84379-0337 here on this Friday, the final day of March, March 31st, 2023. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Robbie Davis chimed in, by the way, his his most painful loss, the Citadel game, 2015. That's one, though, again, that the season felt so lost at that point that, like, it didn't shock me. Unfortunately, it didn't shock me. Robbie also says, I've never really liked coleslaw. I've tried it, plus the smell of it being made at Zaxby's really made me hate it. A.K.A. Zaxby's Hall of Famer, go Gamecocks. Um, let's see. Mm-mm-mm. I'm trying to find this specific clip of Shane Beamer. <laughs> You know, it's crazy looking back. It's crazy looking back at the content from last football season. It really is. And like how, I don't know, just how down and out and despondent we were. in the The last two weeks just changed, just changed everything. I don't know. Absolutely crazy. Anyways, guys, 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377 here on this Friday.
Yes, thank you, Blind Squirrel. Smash the like button indeed. Again, guys, quick reminder, we are at Carolina Alehouse Woodruff Road tonight for the women's basketball game. Gamecocks taking on Iowa. 9 o'clock tip-off is what's scheduled. I'll be out there around 8.15, 8.30. Guys going to have my laptop on hand watching the uh, baseball game, which I, I keep seeing people comment about the weather. I don't know if I've got the wrong start will punch in, but, I mean, the weather looks fine until about – Nine o'clock. So, unless it's a extra innings game, I think we should be good. I think we should be good. I think we should be good, guys. So, I, I don't know. And I think also, by the way, you got to remember, the game starts at 7 Eastern, 6 o'clock Central. So, like, we're going to be fine, I think. Right? We're going to be fine. I, I don't think there'll be any problems with the game tonight. Jacob E says the Tennessee game from this past year just felt so good as a fan. I mean, but it's it, you're, and you're right, Jacob E. I mean, you're absolutely right. But it's just crazy to think about. It's just crazy to think about the the kind of the roller coaster that was. I mean, who can guys? We don't even talk about it now, but like, who can forget from the football season. Remember, remember the find some joy comments? Remember that? Remember, remember the find some joy thing? And then yours truly went on record and did the unthinkable and said that, hey, Shane Beamer missed the mark on the find some joy. I, I said what I said in season, right? I, it's Again, that, that just reminds me of like, dude, the chaos during football season. It's great for content, but my God, the chaos during football season. The chaos. It is a wild thing, man. It's a football season is an animal. So Austin Grizz's dog is supposed to rain for five to three. Austin, again, then we must be looking at different weather forecasts because I'm looking right here on weather.com at Starkville, Mississippi. Five o'clock, six percent chance of rain. Six o'clock, six percent chance of rain. Seven o'clock, eleven percent chance of rain. Eight o'clock. 24% chance of rain. So, my dog, I don't know what weather app you're looking at, but the weather channel themselves disagrees with you. So, I don't know what to tell you. I, Austin, I don't need to check my phone app. I got weatherchannel.com pulled up on the Mac, my guy. The, the, I mean, unless unless my Mac is broken. But I think tonight it's going to get bad. So, well, you know, I don't see any reason why they could not move the game up. Why not? Let's play it early. Let's play it four o'clock. Let's play it. Let's play it three o'clock. Why not? Let's let's. Dude, I'd love for the game to get moved up. Then we can have baseball and then basketball just completely separate. I'd love to see it moved up. By the way, guys, big announcement coming later today. Blake Franks, offensive lineman, he is now committing at six thirty tonight. Six thirty. So. Uh, I would assume the Gamecocks will be getting some good news. Some good news tonight around 6.30 or so. Should be another big pickup on the Gamecocks offensive line as Shane Beamer continues his, his torrid pace on the recruiting trail. So. Yeah, I'm definitely going to post happy birthday Shane Beamer with the find some joy clip there's no question there's no question 
It's just perfect. It's just perfect. Find some joy. Find some joy. Find some joy, slapdick. <laughs> That's like Brennan M's favorite clip of me. Pipe down, slapdick. Find some joy, slapdick. That's your favorite. That's just response to everything. I'm like, but we play, but but this team's got, find some joy. Find some joy. I love it. I, I mean, I love Beamer. I, lo- I just, it's funny. Like you, you have to be able to laugh at yourself. That was looking back. It is funny. It is funny. And for those who can't laugh, I really feel bad for you. I really feel bad for you. Anyways, anyways. Uh, Brendan M says, Chris Phillips needs to find some joy when I say we won the women's basketball natty in 2020. But we didn't, Brendan. <laughs> we didn't, Brendan. Uh, Jaden Davis committed to Michigan. Did he really? Is is Jaden Davis... Uh, is Jaden... Is Jaden Davis the kid that was at at where was he at? Isn't he a South Carolina guy? No, Charlotte. Okay, Charlotte Providence Day School. Okay, okay. Who's the kid at Chapin again? Who is that? Who's the kid at Chapin? Somebody remind me. Ruben Nation says that find some joy comment was hard to hear with Satterfield looking like ass. Ass warts every week, wild time. Dude, it is funny. It is. It just, uh, oh, Jaden, is it Jaden Bradford? Is that his name? It's the same name, right? First, same first name. Bradford, okay. Because we're in, I think we're in his top, uh, I could be wrong. Aren't we in his top uh, schools or whatever? Or is it Jalen Bradford? I don't even know, bro. I got no clue. Jaden Brad, he's at IMG now. Okay. Oh, he follows us. God, I feel bad for that now. Four-star quarterback. What is his? Did we make a top list for him? Did he make a top list? I think he made a top list, right? I thought he made a top. Yeah. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. We made his top four. Yeah. NC State, Carolina, Penn State, Louisville. I mean, do we really do? Do we need another quarterback? I mean, I hate to say that, but, like, do we need another quarterback? I mean, we'll take him. We'll take him. I don't know. Anyways, guys, we've hit 2 o'clock. Hey, what a day. Appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much, guys. Again, come on out tonight. Carolina Alehouse Woodruff Road. What a fantastic week, man. Another successful week in the books. And I want to say thank you all again, man, because you guys keep it coming with the banter, the content, everything, you know, the, 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 the calls are incredible, the comments, and it makes these shows and these weeks just makes them fly by, man. So I can't say thank you enough. Uh, thank you guys for always bringing the heat, the beauties and the banter for sure. And that's why I love doing this show and, and love chatting with you guys and conversating and getting after it. And uh, again, thank y'all. Thank y'all so much for your continued love and support on the Daily Crow, the podcast, the merch side of the business, social media, the events, and everything in between. So, again, guys, thank you all so much. Appreciate you all tuning in. Have a great weekend. Go Cox. Beat Mississippi State. Beat Iowa. And we will see you tonight at Carolina Alehouse.
on Woodruff Road. Y'all take care. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.